hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you are all having an absolutely fantastic Monday today. Hope you guys had a great weekend and got to do whatever you needed to do and spend time with friends and family and enjoy your weekend. And hope you guys also enjoyed the Hagman show on Friday night with Dad and Doug. That was a really good show. He did one of the detail on a lot of different stuff that's going on. And of course, if y'all need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, ready to help you guys out with anything you need, including, again, y'all voted in product of the week, the Cortisol Buster, on sale right now for this week until Wednesday, and vote for what you want to see when uh, coming up this week. And one of the first things I wanted to get into, because I have gotten a lot of emails, a lot of text messages on what got released basically on Friday from the Florida Department of Health. And if any of you guys have been following this now, Florida, in a nutshell, put out a giant press release, the Florida Department of Health, with Joseph Lopato, who's the state surgeon general, and Ron DeSantis, and blatantly said that the Florida Department of Health conducted an analysis through a self-controlled case series, which the technique originally developed to evaluate vaccine safety. This studied mortality risk following RNA COVID-19 vaccinations. This analysis found that there is an 84% increase in the relative incident of cardiac-related deaths among males 18 to 39 years old within 28 days following an mRNA vaccination. Individuals with any pre-existing heart conditions, including myocarditis, pericarditis, should take particular caution when considering this vaccination and discuss with their health care provider. It says, based on the currently available data, patients should be informed of the possible cardiac complications that can arise after receiving a RNA COVID-19 vaccine. With a high level of global immunity to COVID-19, the benefit of a vaccination is likely outweighed by the abnormally high risk of cardiac-related deaths among men in this age group. At the time, the state surgeon general is now recommending against the COVID-19 RNA vaccines for males ages 18 to 39 years old. And it goes into detail and a little bit other. So I'm going to let you guys read this. This is a really big deal, but it's very strangely timed. Um, I've sent this to a lot of people. And I'm very glad this went out. I, again, don't think it really goes far enough on a lot of the stuff that we've already seen. When we've questioned what's been going on, including what we've seen with the pregnancies and the issues with the spontaneous abortions and also the complications with children that have gotten it. Now, you remember the Florida Surgeon General already came out repeatedly and issued in March that they do not recommend the COVID shot for any healthy children 5 to 17. And they also do not include recommendations for the COVID vaccination among infants to five-year-olds. That's That was already on the platform with them. But I find this interesting because they only did an analysis on males ages 18 to 39. Now, obviously, I think the reason why this was done is because this has been one of the most abnormally high cases of cardiac events that we have seen across the country in young children. Now, the weird thing about this is if you do the research, it really is about 14, 13 to 14 year old boys all the way up to about 40 is really the age group that we've seen abnormally high amounts of myocarditis in. That being said, they didn't release anything on females or pregnant women, which I found very odd. Then again, I'm going to keep doing some more research into this this week. However, at least we're seeing now, because quite frankly, I saw some. I got an email from somebody, well, Florida didn't say this, they didn't say that. And I said, well, your state didn't say crap about anything. 
So you can just take that back with it. I don't really know what the agenda with this is, if they're trying to do something to boost DeSantis' followers. I don't know. Or if they actually are really trying to wake people up and say, listen, there's a high, high problem with children and teenagers and adults, males, that are coming down with severe cardiac conditions after they get this shot. And ironically enough, we saw Twitter. They came in and actually removed Joseph Lopato's post on Twitter when he put it out there. He said, and this is when he came out, he said, today we we released an analysis on COVID-19 RNA vaccines the public needs to be aware of. This analysis shows an increased risk of cardiac-related deaths among men ages 18 to 39. Florida will not be silent on the truth. They completely removed his post and said that Twitter violated Twitter guidelines. Well, then the next day they turned right around and they allowed it to be reposted back up there again. Was this done because Twitter was trying to be the controlled opposition to make it hit headlines that Twitter pulled it down and then put it back up? I don't know. But one thing I do know is this has been going on a long time, and now Florida seems to be the only state who finally said anything about it. But I really, really encourage anybody that has access in this area with the Florida Department of Health, you push a lot further to get this entire thing addressed from pregnant women to females all across the age spectrum, including older individuals. You look at the VAERS report, myocarditis isn't one of the main causes of death with vaccine side effects in 40 and up. That's true when you look at the research, but you're seeing all types of other health problems that are starting to occur. This thing is not safe for any gender in any age bracket, period, in my opinion and numerous other people's opinion. Now, what they're getting ready to do, and I talked to somebody about this the other day that's kind of in this industry that knows a lot of this. They've already talked about coming out now with an RNA flu shot. Here's what they're going to do from what I've been told. And this is be very aware of this for the nurses and people in the medical field. I know a lot of nurses and a lot of people in the medical industry have declined to get this shot. And I'm proud of you. A lot of nurses still go ahead and get the flu shot every year. They do. I know a lot of them. They just get it. They go along with it. That can no longer happen. What's going to happen now is this flu shot that they're going to start rolling out there will become an RNA shot. Pfizer has already said that. What they're planning on doing in the next phase of this, once they get the RNA flu shot together, they're going to combine the two. They're going to have a COVID RNA shot and a flu RNA shot built into one shot that you can take as your annual booster. Obviously, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or even anybody who's in the science field to look at the research now and see the mass amount of deaths and side effects that are occurring. But again, I at least hope, even though I don't think this went far enough with the Florida Department of Health, I am very glad this at least went out there and this has gone viral in showing people, hey, you do not need to take this shot. Now, the next question is going to be this. What's going to start happening to all these businesses that need to be hit with class action lawsuits that told their clients, their employees, that essentially, I don't care if you're a grown male that's basically doesn't want to take the shot. You don't get the shot. We're terminating you. Oh, yeah, that's already been happening. And again, a lot of people go, well, it wasn't their fault. You know, they, they were coming in and they were telling them the federal government told them they had to do it. Yeah, it is their fault because it was time back then and it is time now that people stop complying with unlawful, unjust, idiotic concepts just because somebody throws it out there. Just because the CDC says you need to wear triple mask when you walk into a building doesn't mean you have to put three masks on when you walk into a building. Newsflash, they don't own you. We are still free Americans to some mild extent. 
you have the ability to make your own choices. If they still want to play the game that women's body, women's rights, you can do what you want and you can have a full-term abortion, by all means, we all have the right to say, I'm not taking an injection that's experimental, nor am I wearing a mask anywhere I go because, well, it's my body, my right, right? The whole concept they want to throw out there. So again, I'm going to post this up that you guys can read it as far as for the Florida Department of Health. I really hope other states at least follow suit to this, and I'm really going to be encouraging and emailing any contacts I have in the Florida Department of Health to do more research and bring this up on a mass scale. Females, males, doesn't matter, any age group, all children, we know this, and pregnant females, this needs to be addressed. So I'm really hoping the Department of Health is working on more analysis so they can bring this out there and really bring this to light. But at least this is showing people, this is at least shining the light on the fact this shot is not safe whatsoever. When you have the Florida Department of Health say there's an 84% chance Age males, 18 to 39, are going to have cardiac-related death if they get this shot increase, 84% increase. That should get everybody's wide-eyed attention that this thing was never safe from the beginning, and it should not even be rolled out any further. It should be recalled. Pfizer needs to have massive, massive lawsuits and penalties and fines levied on them, and families need to be basically compensated and uh, the best they possibly can that got this shot when they were lied to and told that it was safe. What do you think, Tim? You know, I, I, I'm with you, Austin. At least the state of Florida has done something. I mean, nobody else has issued a bullet something like that that I've seen. No, at least, you know, this, this, this is the state government of Florida, of the United States of America, saying this shot is not to be used for this age category. This shot has death rates associated. This shot is dangerous. And so they're actually coming out and taking a stand and proving to everybody who were basically naysayers that all of us who were telling the people the truth about what was going on are the ones that were basically right. And all these other guys like Fauci, Trump's boy in office, just thought I'd mention that, and Biden's boy in office, and Operation Warp Speed, Donald Trump, and Fauci wear the masks and get an injection or get fired, all of them working in concert to force us to 80% of the population of the United States right now, and probably 80% of the planet, that these guys are on a different agenda than we are on. Our yep. agenda is to basically love people and to basically protect people and tell people the truth. The devil's agenda is to come rob, kill, steal, and destroy, and it always has been that, and it always will be that. And we need to be aware of who he is and what he does and how he works. And, and that's the thing here. I just had a text in from, from Shannon, an email, Yahoo yahoo.com. And Shannon was asking me, you know, by standing your ground, et cetera, what does that mean? Here's what standing the ground means to me. And it does, this is not advocating civil war. What this is, this is advocating not allowing yourself to be injected with a kill shot, a clot shot, a COVID shot. That's my that's my hill. I'm willing to check out and go to be with Jesus on that one. I'm not going to have It's not going to happen, you know, unless they grab me from behind and I don't see him. I'm not going to allow this to happen. That will not happen to me. I will not be held down and forcibly injected. I will not allow that. And I think that's our constitutional right against, you know, unsafe and unjust and unconstitutional medical practices. And, and for, this is part of the Nuremberg Code, for gosh sake. You can't be part of a doggone, you know, trial on human beings without your express consent. I mean, what the heck? I mean, why have we lost all this with the government? Why have they done it? Well, oh, that's right. I remember. <laughs> I answer that question on the show on a regular basis. 
The Kabbalist Luciferian network that is the synagogue of Satan is running the world through the international banking cartels and through the government agencies, the CIA, the Mossad, and MI6. And they're basically doing whatever they want to do, working with organized crime to enslave the entire planet, either on opiates or on fentanyl or something even worse. Who knows? Uh, and that's what they're doing. They're trying to reduce the population of the planet by 90 percent by their own stated goals. That's who's running the planet. Or you say the boys who took down Building 7, that's who's running the planet. Whatever you want to say. And for those of you who are tuning into the show right now, that was the Solomon Building on 9-11-2001. It was the 50-some-odd-story office complex that held the headquarters of the FBI, which had all the evidence of Enron and what happened with Ken LaHaye back in California. And it was destroyed some seven hours later, and no airplane hit it. And it was obviously a controlled demolition that had been staged months or weeks before because you can't do that in a few hours that basically came down when they called the people to pull the building and they pulled it their words they pulled it and see this is the problem is whoever ordered the pulling of the solomon building is the one who orchestrated 9-11 and this is the Kabbalist luciferian network who basically run through the priests and priestesses hierarchy of the ancient canaanite religions they've been around for thousands and thousands of years and I guess we're their big ant farm here on this planet, and they like to experiment on us. And, and Jesus came 2,000 years ago. God had Ganook, enough of it, and set himself in the form of Jesus. Because remember, Jesus was with God in the beginning. It says that in the book of John. He was with God in the beginning. He helped form the earth. He helped create the Garden of Eden. And he took human form and was born as a man through the Virgin Mary in the exact image replication of God Almighty because in the book of Hebrews to help come deliver us from the evil one so that we wouldn't have to deal with this crap nonsense anymore, period. And we won the battle on, on Calvary, but the problem is the church became compromised because of the same Luciferian influence that came into the church and basically compromised, especially with Vatican II with the Catholic Church back in the 50s and the 60s, in which they brought the Masonic lodges in to help run the money through the Vatican Bank, through the transportation of illegal drugs out of Vietnam through the CIA. And you can read the book, Operation Gladio, the unholy alliance between the CIA, the Vatican, and the mafia, and get a real good look at what's going on with that. The same group of people that got involved with organized crime back in the – in the World War II, when the the, the, the the giant ship Normandy was sunk at its, at its moors, a transport ship, it was a cruise ship, it was turning into a troop transport ship, it was sunk at its moors in New York Harbor, and they brought Lucky Luciana in to basically control the docks in in the harbor in New York. And that's when the bed was made, and basically the sheets were spread for the United States to get into bed with organized crime, and it never changed. And this is the group that's still running the United States. They're the ones who are directly involved with the Kennedy assassination some 20 years later after the Normandy was shot, less than 20 years. And they were the ones who basically decided they were going to control the country, the same group, you know, for 30, 50 years earlier, 40 years earlier, through the Federal Reserve Bank. That's, it's the same people. It's always the same group. It's always the same group of Kabbalists, Luciferians, Synagogue of Satan, weirdos that run it all. And I cover that in depth on the, on the Hagma show on Friday. And, of course, I covered it real quick for you guys right now. But I want to read you another letter, too. This one came in from, uh, from Marcy. And, and this, I like this because she was so excited that I actually called her back and emailed her back because I actually did what I said I was going to do, which I've answered all of y'all's letters unless you sent me an ugly one and then you were deleted and, and basically blocked. <laughs> it's only happened about a dozen people so far. But here's what it says. I could felt to share with you what really touched me about how it expired me. And she goes, I've struggled with the, I've struggled with the right way to express what happened to me when I heard of the loss and your, and your when I heard of your loss and then your courage to move forward with your calling. This is just something I want to share in past several months ago. It touched me in such a great way that it changed me. I struggled with moving forward and becoming down with my situation 
Obviously, there is no comparison. However, even though I have watched others go through similar difficult times for some reason, God really used you to give me the courage and the desire to keep moving forward, to become stronger, and to know he is guiding and teaching me to become all he wants me to be so he can use me for his glory. Now, I wanted to say thank you, Marcy, and it means the world to me because she continues to say, I wanted you to know what a difference you are making and what an inspiration you are to so many, and that God used to help me, used you to help me. And I want to thank you for continuing to move forward and helping others, even though you have suffered and are still suffering. And so few can find strength in such a loss to continue. Now, I want to go ahead and just stop. I'm not going to read you the rest of it because it gets real personal. But here's the thing. When we have our faith in Christ and we have a blood covenant with the Most High God, sometimes things happen to us because certain timelines occur, certain fractal timelines occur, certain people make certain decisions in your life. Your husband may leave or your wife may leave or you may have to file bankruptcy or your business may fail or you may get into an automobile accident or you have a medical emergency and basically can bankrupt you. All of these things happen to good people all the time. There are all kinds of things out there. You may lose your job because you didn't want to wear the mask. All this stuff happens all of the time. The key here is this. When it happens to you, you can't become emotionally debilitated from it. Uh, that's what Jim Rohn said. He said you can't allow yourself to be so caught up in something that happens to you that it destroys you emotionally and spiritually and physically, and you basically go into a shell, and you don't know what to do with yourself anymore. You can't do that. you got to pick yourself up because, remember, the Bible says whether it's a good day or a bad day, whether it's rainy or it's sunny, whether or not it's you know the day you want to go to work or the day you don't want to go to work. The Bible says this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Think about this for a second, my friends. You are in covenant with the Most High God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the universe. He made it all. He permeates. His, through, through, it says through Jesus, it's all held together, all of it. And so you're in covenant with him, which means that whatever he has, you have. Whatever you have, he has. It's all part of the same group. And sometimes things happen because of choices people make. Sometimes things happen because of things that you had no choice over. Sometimes just things just happen that are just bad. You get into an automobile accident on the interstate, and you had nothing to do with any of it. But the reality is this. If it does happen like that because the devil comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy, it doesn't mean it's going to affect your attitude. Your attitude, you have the right to control that. But this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Zig Ziglar taught me that because the only thing you really can control is your own attitude. Sometimes I get caught in traffic, and I'm fussing. And Austin's worse than I am about it. Of course, I was worse when I was his age, too. I'd kind of buffered out over the years. And, I, and I'll sit there, and I'll say, I can't believe this traffic's so bad. But what are you going to do about it? Hmm? Hmm? You're in the traffic. You're stuck on Interstate 4 trying to go to Orlando, and you're stopped. You know, you can scream and yell and hop up and down and yell, and it doesn't make any difference. You still are stuck in traffic. It's like if you're a pilot, and you're flying a plane, and suddenly your landing gear doesn't want to come down, and you've got to land the plane. And now all of a sudden you've got to make choices as far as from an emergency procedure on how you're going to pump the gear down with the lever that's in most airplanes. So you use the hydraulic system to pump the gear down, and you can't get upset about it. You can't get mad about it. You can't start screaming and jumping up and down about it. You've got to land the airplane. All right? You've got no choice. And, and, I, and I, you guys know I'm a pilot. I've told you guys that before. And, and what's interesting about that is that I've had that happen to me before. I'm flying. Landing gear won't come down, so I just go to the emergency procedures manual because I've got most of that memorized, and I start pumping down the gear, and I take precautions, and I don't get all upset, and I don't start screaming, I don't start yelling, I don't start carrying on. I just land the airplane, and that's happened to me twice. Getting mad, getting upset, pitching a fit, crawling into a hole, pulling your shirt, becoming a turtle and crawling back into your shell, it doesn't move forward with your life. 
You say, well, how can you say that? I had this happened to me. This happened to me. Hey, you know what just happened to me? And I'm telling you what the Holy Spirit did for me. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, including remembering that this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad. You're still breathing air, aren't you? Hmm? You're still breathing, right? You're still breathing. Yeah, you still got food. You still got water. You still got that, right? You still got a place to sleep. Yeah, you got that. Okay. So why are you concerned and letting the little the worries and the cares of this world overwhelm you? Remember, the Bible says, who by worrying can add a single moment to their life? That's what it says. Jesus was talking about the lilies of the field. And even Solomon and his glory were not ordained as the lilies of the field. And, you know, we need to understand that, that God is your heavenly father. and He's going to take care of you. So when I get letters like this from Marcy and letters like this from Shannon this morning, and I start to realize how, you know, in depth you guys go with me on these letters. And some of these letters are long. And I do the best I can to try to answer as many of the questions as you give me. But you got to just realize that sometimes I can't answer all of them. And also, this is the other thing, too. You know, I got I to gotta cover this because I had a pastor friend of mine over here on Friday, or actually on Saturday. He's a former NFL player, and he's a great guy. His name's Van. And we were talking about praying and what we're supposed to pray and how we're supposed to pray. And he prayed for me on Saturday after we worked out, and it was a phenomenal prayer. And then I started talking to him about how a lot of Christians pray imprecatory prayers. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step on a few toes here, but I'm going to explain it to you from a physics standpoint and how I understand it for how the universe is made. The universe, if you look down on top of it, like God would see it in its whole, is like four plates, like four plates laying, you know, in a four section, two on the bottom, two on top, like four. And so there's four plates, two on bottom, two on top, and in the middle is a giant black hole that's the center of the universe. And here's what happens with scalar energy. It's really important. This is how I, this is how I understand it. This is how I explain it. When I pray, I create a scalar energy wave. Now, listen to me. This is really important. That scalar energy wave doesn't have a boundary in time space. In other words, it permeates the entire universe instantaneously, the entire universe. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's 100 million light years away. Scalar energy does that. Our body is a dimensional, three-dimensional antenna to God, and part of our DNA resides in another dimension. And when we pray, it affects everything in our bodies because our body is a step-up transformer, receiver, sending unit that allows us to have communication with God in his dimension through the filling of the Holy Spirit. That's what Christianity is. Now, I've talked to you guys about it before. It's like trying to mix a 12-volt battery with a 24-volt battery. You can't do it. It won't work. you got to go through a transformer to do that. Jesus is the transformer. When we accept Christ for who he said he is, he then stands between us and God. He transforms us so that when God sees us, he no longer sees us. He sees Jesus because we've been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood covenant we have, and by the sacrifice of Christ. It all changes. Everything in your life changes immediately when you accept Jesus. Everything. Now, here's why I can't stand in precatory prayers. Okay, Number one. When we claim to be a Christian, which we're supposed to be, and we say we are, we are, we're supposed to love one another. It says in the Bible, they will know that you are my disciples because you love one another. And then Jesus told us to pray for those who persecute us and who do us harm. Pray for them. Pray that they will basically see the truth, know the truth, know who Jesus is, and stop doing what they're doing. It doesn't say to curse them. It's this really important stuff I'm telling you this morning, guys. And you should never... Curse somebody in Jesus' name. I mean, that's just ludicrous, okay? Because it doesn't say to do that in the New Testament. You don't pray against people to die. You don't do that. You, you, you say, Lord, please show them the right way. 
allow what they're doing to be found out by the population, expose them for who they are, and allow what happens as far as them being exposed to happen to them. But you don't say, Lord, I want you to kill them. That's witchcraft. I'm just telling you right now, that is not of God. That is witchcraft. Now, you can pray for them to be exposed. You can pray for them to accept Jesus. You can pray for them to basically stop. You can pray all that stuff, but you can't curse them. It's really important that we get this, okay? Because I'm going to tell you something right now that I've never really explained in the show before, and this is how, how I see how it works. you got those four pie, pie plates, one on top, two on top, two on the bottom. The middle is a black hole, so you like have like five things here. The two pie plates on top, two pie plates on the bottom, the black hole in the middle. When you pray, you create an energy field, a scalar energy. That scalar energy goes back through that universe instantaneously like a figure eight, always coming back to you. Now listen to me. This is really important. And you've got to see this. Everything you pray about somebody else. Father, this morning I prayed. Father, I prayed for our listeners. I ask that you bless them, that you keep them, that you allow your face to shine upon them, that you're gracious unto them, that you grant them grace, mercy, peace, love, prosperity, companionship, long life, good health. When I pray that, that same scalar energy wave that permeates the entire universe and goes to each of you comes back to me because I'm part of the universe too. And so it's reciprocity again. It's reciprocal. When you pray against somebody else, you're praying against yourself. You can't do that. The Bible says that we're to love one another and, and pray for those that need Jesus, not curse them. This is why it's so important. I see people all the time. I know people. All they want to do is pray in precatory prayers and precatory prayers and curse people in Jesus' name. And their health is awful. Their life is awful. Their relationships are awful. Why? Because the very thing that they pray on other people comes back on them through scalar energy. You got to get this. That's why the Bible says it's the law of sowing and reaping. You sow it, you reap it. You speak it, it comes back on you. It's like a giant, you know, figure eight, you know, horse track that you're running back and forth and everything comes back to the middle. It's instantaneous. It comes right back on you. The same thing you pray on them comes back on you. So why do you want to curse them? Hmm? Why would you do that? All you do is curse on yourself. Don't get caught up in the witchcraft weirdos of the New Age movement that do all of this stuff, guys. Pray for one another that they'll understand who Jesus Christ is, that they'll accept God for who he says he is, that they'll recreate a blood covenant through themselves, through the blood of the Lamb that's going to allow them to be one with the creator of the universe, and they'll know who Jesus is. That's what you pray. We're just cursing each other and, and wanting people dead and, and it's just awful because it always comes back on you. What you sow, what you pray, you will also reap. And you gotta get that one. I talked to Van about that on Saturday. He goes, Wow, Ted, you gotta cover that on the show on Monday. I think I think I will, because I haven't talked about it in that perspective before. But it, it's circular. It always comes back to you, whatever you pray. So if they don't receive the blessings, guess what? They come back on you. So when I pray, I pray that my listeners are blessed that your face shines upon them, that you're gracious unto them. I'm praying the same thing on me indirectly and my family indirectly as I'm praying on you. It changes everything when you do that. It changes the very fabric of space-time. Whenever you pray something, always put a comma behind the last sentence. Father, I pray that you walk in divine health. Or I pray that Joe walks in divine health, comma, because that's the way I want it to be. If you could end that sentence with that's the way I want it to be, say, don't, don't pray. I pray that Joe doesn't die of cancer. <laughs> what the heck is, what's, that's not a prayer. That, don't do that. I pray that Joe walks in divine health, that he's completely and totally healed by the blood of the lamb. 
comma, because that's the way I want it to be. Why am I saying, you know, I don't want him to die of cancer? But people don't know that, and they spray the super negative stuff all the time. And they, I've, I've stopped people mid, midstream. I had a guy one time here on my back porch, a great guy. I love the guy. And he, and he has to pray for me. It's so funny about people praying for me because I don't know what they're going to say. And within three sentences, I said, stop. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, you're praying really negative stuff on me, but I don't want this stuff on me. He goes, well, I didn't know it was negative. I said, it's negative. And he goes, let me, he goes, I'll do it again. So he starts again, does the same thing over. I said, stop. I said, stop. I said, I said, how about I pray for you? <laughs> how about I teach you how to pray? I said, how about you don't pray for me again? I about It's not okay with me what you're speaking. That's how you have to pray, guys. Listen to me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice in it. All things work together for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. All things, not some things, all things. And when we understand that, it changes the fabric of space-time. Keep your faith. That's what I was telling Marcy. It's the power that Jesus put in me through the Holy Spirit that allowed us in Austin to start this talk show 10 days later after Sharon's celebration of life, after, after her passing. Because we knew, we knew at that point that God gave us a higher calling and that we had to have the ability to do what he wants us to do and not be caught up in the days of all these things. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm grieving my wife. I, I still am. And Austin's grieving his mom. But it's that we have about we have got to be about our father's business. Don't you we've got to realize that and he'll give you the strength to persevere, but you've got to always put him first in your life. I want to just bring you that message this morning. I love you guys. Also, what do you think and what's your next story? That was extremely good information. And this is something that can be applied to every aspect of your life. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, you know. Not just in the aspect of praying, which are crucial to do every day. But what you speak in just a general abounds of your days, you know, like Dad said earlier, that the way I want it to be. It's always that was when he told me that a pastor told me that years ago, it very much changed my direction as far as how I speak. It was funny over the weekend. I was been doing a bunch of vehicle stuff. I'm getting stuff ready for the SEMA auto show down in November. There's a couple of vehicles I know that are going out there. And I was talking to kind of an acquaintance of mine. And he was talking about one of the vehicles and uh, he he used God's name in vain. He said GD about his truck. It was GD this and that. And I, I looked at him. I said, why, 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 why is it God's fault? You have an issue with this truck. I said, why, why are you going to curse God over it? And he looked at me with the strangest stare and he goes, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. I said, I know you should have said that. That's why I just called you out on it. I said, I know you're a raised up Christian. He goes, yeah, I was. I shouldn't have said that. You're right. You're really right. And he goes, thank you for checking me on that. And he goes, I just get around people sometimes. I said, I know, I know how it works. I said, I get it. I said, but I can tell you right now, you start using comments like that, you start cursing God. I said, you will have it come back on you, whether you're praying, whether you're speaking. Remember, it talks about in Proverbs 18, 20 through 21, it says, from the fruit of his mouth, a man's belly is filled with the harvest from his lips. He's satisfied. Life Amen. and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You start walking around, you start cursing stuff, you start using God's name in vain on stuff, I promise you, there will be consequences to it. I have literally watched it happen with people using comments and making comments like that. And after a while, so it's like, oh, why is this so bad? Well, you, know, you keep cursing it. You keep telling God to curse it. You keep cursing God over it. I promise you, it'll be cursed. Same thing goes for just on every aspect of topics. And Dad's right. He, he put me out there as far as with traffic. 
I have an absolute hatred for Florida traffic, and I fight it, and I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. It's because I grew up in central Florida when the population of our town was 5,000 people, and I could go ride my bicycle all the way to downtown Auburndale, you know, the ice cream shop in the afternoon after we got done playing around the orange groves, and you'd see about 10 cars on the road the entire day. And now you try to go to I-4, and pretty much you do anything in central Florida in any direction. You pretty much sit in standing traffic. Went to church yesterday. Me and Lance took the kids to church yesterday. Got off the on-ramp. Got on, excuse me, got on the on-ramp to get on the interstate. Got on the interstate and stopped. And I didn't check any of the map stuff before I went on there. I said, you got to be kidding me. And Lana's like, it's all right. We'll get there. And I started getting all frustrated. She goes, well, what are we going to do? You can't turn around. The guardrails are up right here. And I said, I know. I said, it was just sloppy. I said, I know 50 different ways to get to where we're going. I just We took the shortest route and just didn't even think about it. And the thing that is, as you start to realize it, You'll notice this when you get around people. The same thing I told my buddy the other day. I said, if you want something to change, the first very thing, the easiest thing you can do is start speaking it. Now, does that mean it's going to absolutely change directions without action? No, that is not all the time. It's not always the case. I say this, if you're looking at something, you're saying, I want to be 30 pounds lighter. Say you're you know, 250 pounds and you want to get down to 220. Said, okay, I'm going to be 220 by the end of the year. And write it down. Put it on a wall, put it on your goal sheet, and start saying, okay, I'm going to get down to 220. I'm going to get down to 220. Where and how am I going to get down to 220? Well, the first thing you do is stop bringing certain foods in the house that you know are going to prevent you from getting down to that weight. Same thing goes in any application of your life. You start looking at it, you start focusing on it, you start speaking it positive or negative, it will go that direction for you. And, you know, and it's very difficult to tame the tongue, especially if you're an aggressive individual. I Trust me, I've fought it my entire life. But once you start being around people, you'll notice there are certain people you associate with. You'll be around for a few minutes, and you're like, all right, man, well, I'll talk to you later. You're going to have a good one. And they, they have that constant little black cloud over their head. Oh, I have this going on. You, ask, you try to be polite. Hey, how's it going today? Oh, let me tell you about how bad everything is. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you how fast I can run away from you. <laughs> Not that I don't want to help somebody out, but I've learned a lot of those people, they don't want to be helped out. Let's be honest with you. They don't want to change. If you call them out on something or you say, hey, listen, it's probably not best to use God's name in vain. They say, oh, yeah, whatever. All right, cool story, man. Have a nice day. You tell them it's probably not a good idea. They go, dude, you're right. I should have done that. I, I apologize. I shouldn't do that. You're absolutely right. You go, okay. They're receptive to what's going on, and they know what's happening. But always try to encourage people and try to be there for people. But never be scared to shake the dust off your feet if you get around people that are just bad energy, that are not going to do anything positive except speak negativity around you because it will fall on you if you do it long enough around them. Always something to be aware of. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. Speaking of free speech, you know, Candace Owens, she's coming out with the entire expose on Black Lives Matter this week, which is interesting. And if you guys saw now, Kanye West, hit his, he wore his White Lives Matter shirt, his hoodie, to a big conference the other day that got a bunch of traction. Well, it's interesting now, TikTok, this is kind of a side lighter note, reason why they're trying to ban everything. TikTok, which you know is pretty much still owned by the Chinese, and they censor everything. They have now blocked the entire comment White Lives Matter from even being searched on TikTok. Now, you, if you guys know, if you've been around me, I have an absolute disdain for TikTok. I think it has massively ruined the younger generation. They don't even actually have to produce anything. It's not like some of the older social media where people would build things or make things or achieve things, and they display them on social media. TikTok is basically 
a bunch of young kids that lip sync really, really stupid, horrible songs and do really, really moronic dances on camera and look like complete and total buffoons and then post it and get like hundreds of thousands of likes on it. It's it's one of the stupidest things I think humanity's ever wrapped themselves into. And the sad part about it is it's gotten huge. That being said, they are now if you click on White Lives Matter search, it blatantly says no results found. This phrase is associated with hateful behavior. TikTok is committed to keeping our community safe by working to prevent the spread of hate. That's literally if you type in white lives matter. Now, of course, if you type in black lives matter, oh, you literally get millions of hits on TikTok with all types of hashtags, all types of videos, every single thing, including vile, perverse videos where people are literally talking about how bad everybody is if they're not black and how everybody needs to give them free stuff. And this is one of these things now that shows you the agenda, how the Chinese Communist Party right with the global bankers because they're they're right with them. It's not just the Chinese. The Chinese are running the back system of the social credit score because they were the first ones to do it because they're good little banker boys over there. This is what they want people to do, and here's why I'm tying all this in. If they can prevent you from saying certain phrases, what's to prevent you from them saying, well, you can't say the certain Bible verse? Oh, you're, you're, you're talking about Proverbs 18.20 now. You can't talk about that. that, that's, that's, that that's hate speech. Oh, you can't talk about this. But remember, they've already done this on social media platforms multiple times now. They've actually banned Bible verses because they claim they're hate speech. Where do you think this is going, guys? Once they start banning a simple phrase like white lives matter, but you can say any other variation of that, and it's totally fine, where do you think it's going to go next? And the answer is very clear. It's going to go to full-blown censorship of anything that they don't want you to say, including the truth. The biggest thing that you're seeing right now, and I bring this up on a lot of shows. I'm not going to beat it like another horse today, dead horse, because it's something that has to get brought up every day, though, is the fact that they're continually telling you you can't say anything about this transvestite behavior that has now become this new normal. It's funny. Somebody sent me – it was like a short little clip the other day of a old um, TV show. It's back from like the 90s. And it was, a, it was a big TV show. I'm not even going to tell you the guy's name because you'll know what it is. But it was from the 90s, and it was not by no means a, like, Christian or – it was a total secular show. And it was a big joke about this guy that had basically started to have issues as far as with gynomastia, and his friend was making him, like, a man brawl. And his wife comes in, and she's like, I can't believe you're doing this. You're a complete and total transvestite now. This complete and totally unacceptable. I'm basically leaving you. And it was this big spoof on it. Well, the thing about it is now, if you tried to play that show now, it would be completely and totally canceled. This is what they've done over the last 20 years now. That taboo behavior of grown men going out in public, wearing dresses and putting on makeup and wearing heels, which if somebody wants to do that, that's their right, but it's pretty strange behavior. They've now told you that not only is that normal, these people need to be able to come do it in front of your children – Tell your children how cool it is, and then when your children are completely confused about it, they say, oh, your children have to accept this, and you have to tell them they have to accept it, or else, well, this is hate speech now. They're doing everything they can to pervert the younger generation to make them not understand any concept of moral right and wrong. Because remember, as I told you before, when these children are in this young age, they believe anything you tell them. They think they're Iron Man. They think they're a dinosaur. They're running around playing cops and robbers because remember the imagination in the young children 
is vast. I remember I had a huge imagination when I was younger. When you get older, you start to become an adult. You start to have congressional thought. The fantasy imagination disappears. Well, if you can solidify perversion in a young imagination at an early age, that perversion will never leave their soul. It will not because it will now become something that is encompassed in them when you repeat it to them over and over and over every single day for years on end, which is exactly what they're doing in the public school system right now. That is why in a couple of weeks we got some massive voting. I've been trying to get a lot of people on board with what's happening. So we got, two, I think, one or two more school board members that need to get out of Polk County. If they want to do this over in California, by all means, go to California and do it. It's a failed state in my opinion. I got customers out there. I got friends out there. That is not a state that there's much hope left in as far as a constitutional republic. Just to be honest with you on that. There is so much communist infiltration in that state. It would be very difficult to ever make that state great and a true republic ever again. But again, this is why it's so important to get the truth out there where you can, where it's going to be received. This is why, like we saw earlier, with this whole thing with the Florida Department of Health releasing this, this is huge. Do I think they need to go further? Yes, but it's the first time I've seen a state Department of Health come out and blatantly say, do not get this shot. It's causing heart attacks and myocarditis. It is killing people in this age group. Do not get it, period. That's a pretty strong statement. Hopefully they expand it more, like I said, but I actually haven't seen any other state do this. I have seen nobody in the government do this at all. The CDC keeps rambling their mouth. The FDA keeps rambling. Oh, it's safe and effective. They did it on eight mice on the new shot. It's totally safe. Give me a break. Then the USDA now saw this the other day. They're telling people now and encouraging people that they need to renew their push for the People's Garden Initiative. And you need to register your vegetable garden nationwide to help combat climate change so we can account for all the vegetable gardens in the country. I kid you not. This is the same USDA that still to this day never addressed high fructose corn syrup and obesity when it came to COVID-19 when we knew – Heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and obesity were the main comorbidities of people that were dying from COVID-19. And we know high fructose corn syrup is one of the number one contributors to those three things right there. The USDA has still been silent on it, not brought it up one time because they're simply whores for the big agri-company. That's all they do. High fructose corn syrup has been known for the longest time, the longest time on what it does to the body and how it massively increases non-alcoholic fatty liver disease very quickly, I might add. It only takes a few years of ingesting that product in mild amounts. It is horrible for the liver. They know know this. But now suddenly we want to help people and make sure everybody stays healthy, so we need you to register garden. The answer is absolutely no. We are already way too registered to the country. There are so many things that absolutely have no business being registered. The government has no business being registered with at all. Like your firearms on private sales in the great state of Florida. Nobody's business what firearms you own. Nobody's business what firearms you sell person to person. And we're going to keep it that way in this great state. Because every single time that I have found the Fed starts getting involved in knowing what people have and what they register. It doesn't matter what the topic or the item is. They always like to stick their big fat noses in it so they can try to suck up any of the money, any of the freedom, and any of the extra aspects of what they're doing. It's what they do. It's what the banker boys do. They like to suck up all the free air. They like to suck up all the money. And then, of course, we like to give it all to Ukraine right now. <laughs> I saw an article earlier, and uh, this is getting pretty heated rhetoric <laughs> about about how, oh, 
the the Ukraine basically is so mad that Russia has basically shelled them again. And then the Ukraine's blatantly talking about they like sabotage this giant railroad with all this fuel on it that Russia had. And this thing's just going back and forth to pure theater. And oh, by the way, we need to send Ukraine another $2 billion. And then the other day, it, it crapped me up, not because it was funny, but because this emboldened man that likes to dress up in tights and dress and dance like a homosexual in a music video, that's that's the guy that's running Ukraine, allegedly. <laughs> pervert. He, pervert, yeah. He blatantly goes, everybody needs to be aware in the West that they need to attack Russia preemptively. We cannot allow them to do anything to Ukraine. We need to use nuclear preemptive attacks from the West. And I'm like, you boy, you have gotten way too big for your britches. That $60 billion has bloated your head too much. You need to come down a couple notches. You're now telling the rest of the world that we need to nuke Russia to make sure that you stay safe in your presidential palace over here while you try to act like you're actually doing something when you're literally rolling around on pallets of $100 bills. That's my opinion. That's just a picture I have of him at night. He's just throwing money up in the air and partying with all of his friends as much money as we keep giving them. But again, it's all controlled theater to push the narrative. I heard something the other day. They were talking about that there may be a possibility of you know the deep state using some type of tactical nuke against Ukraine to blame it on Russia. I don't know. I hear so much rhetoric and fear porn all the time. This Remember, this has been going on for the last 20 years. And not, I don't mean Russia and just Ukraine. This concept of fear porn. We had it with ISIS. We had it after 9-11. We had it with Al-Qaeda. We had it. It's always back and forth. There always has to be a distractive conflict to keep people focused on who really is running the show. And that's the big bankers trying to suck up all the air and take as much as they can from everybody else. They're always at the bottom of it. Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street. Those boys, they're the ones that are running the show. They're the ones that are sucking up the money. They're the ones that are controlling the narrative. And they're the ones that are continuing to make sure the USDA, the FDA, the CDC, all the alphabet suit companies do their bidding that they want to do. Because remember – The same companies that are benefiting from the USDA and the FDA approving all these horrific compounds like high fructose corn syrup and RNA shots, the same companies like Pfizer and Moderna and, you know, all these biotech companies, look at who are the main shareholders again. Oh, that's right. It's BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, and the list goes on. Always remember that, my friends. What do you think, Dad? Good segment, Austin. That's that's a humor in that one. Uh, You're right. The banker boys never have enough money. Uh, They're trillionaires. They're the richest people on the planet. They live in mansions that are beyond belief. You can't even understand 40, 50, 60, 80, 100,000 foot homes. And uh, they run everything. They have their giant yachts. And uh, there's never enough. Because like Jesus said, the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money, but the love of money and greed and avarice. You know, and that's how they see things. They really do. In fact, uh, I want to talk for one second about Colby Bryant and Kanye West. You know, Kanye basically was, was friends, and Kanye's a Christian. He's accepted Christ. And he was talking to Colby Bryant, and Colby Bryant actually had gone in that morning before his helicopter crash and, and basically uh, you know, had taken communion. Uh, yesterday I went to church and I had communion. Uh, the Pastor Reich was speaking, did a really good job again, and he always does. And, and what's interesting about this is that, you know, Colby Bryant, I've covered this before with that helicopter crash that he was in. It's one of the strangest things, you know, being a pilot, you know, there are a lot of things on auto, on planes that are like automated. You have auto, autopilot, you have the hover mode, you have all kinds of things on helicopters. And there's no reason to take a helicopter and fly it to the side of a mountain at 175 knots 
Yeah, when you can't see where you're going, when you can just sit there and hover the plane, hover the helicopter, just raise up, come up straight up with it till you get above the clouds, find a clearing, and just go land. So that whole thing was strange. I think there was foul play, my, my opinion on that, and I believe that thing was remote piloted myself. That's what I believe, or something happened, or something that somebody did something to controls. Because when people like Kanye West or Kobe Bryant really get right with Jesus and they start talking about Christ, they have huge impacts. Because, you know, Kobe Bryant had done that one video that talked about, you know, let the demon inside of you or whatever he said come out and do what you need to do. Some kind of sick stuff. And suddenly, all of a sudden, he's going and having communion. Well, they got it. When they, when they give somebody seven, eight hundred billion, seven or eight hundred million dollars, they have a huge platform with millions of millions of people that they influence. They don't like him when they go off the chain. Perfect example. I said, all oh, let's just say this. Kanye, this is, this is Daily Mail. I'm just going to read you what it says. Don't fuss at me. I'm going to read you what it says. Kanye threatens to go to war with Jewish people, claims he can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jewish also after his Instagram was restricted for saying Diddy was being controlled by Jewish people. After being censored on Instagram, Kanye West returned to Twitter with a tweet suggesting he would be going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. He had – the funny thing is I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. The rapper's latest tweet about Jewish people has already been removed by Twitter. West hasn't been on Twitter in nearly two years and was welcomed back to the platform by Elon Musk who tweeted, Welcome back to Twitter, my friend. And West, who's 45, also wore his controversial White Lives Matter shirt to his daughter's baseball basketball game on Saturday. I'm going to post this. And, uh, and let you just go ahead and read through it because he's straight getting now. He's starting to hammer people that are hammering him, and I'm pretty sure that's why he did what he did right here. Uh, here's another one here. This is from Media Light. It said that just in Twitter locks Kanye West out of his account again after tweeting declaring war on Jews. And uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny to me that people basically say things and do things, and then suddenly they get hammered so hard by huge social media giants. Another article says uh, – this is from Bloomberg. Satanism, Freemasonry becomes election topics in very religious Brazil, and they're talking about how one of the candidates has been speaking to Masonic Lodge leaders and Satanism involved in it and all the other stuff. I'm going to post this story for you too because, guys, this stuff is very real, and when they bring it out to like this and they want to basically ridicule or say stuff about it, uh, what they're doing is they're spinning the narrative. They're saying things that basically you don't want to – they don't want you to hear about unless they tell you about it. The expose came out with another article that said that an expert is now claiming that COVID vaccines will kill 700 million people around the world. The problem with this guy saying that is I've got a picture of him that was sent to me by Pam uh, with him wearing a Masonic Lodge hat. <laughs> can't make this stuff up. But so I'm not even going to mention his name. Uh, he said that 700 million will die worldwide due to the COVID injections, and he based his estimation on the World Health Organization's vision of the decade of vaccines. And, you know, and, you know, when you think about that, that's that's almost a billion people are going to die. And you start to realize just how bad this shot really was and how many people really are dying from it. And how the CDC has now been ordered to release the reports, uh, you know, by a court order. You know, the court orders the CDC to release data showing 18 million vaccine injuries in America alone. Guys, 18 million. That's like, you know, that's like, you know, 5 percent of the population of the state of, of the United States has been vaccine injured. It's more than 18 million people were injured so badly by their first COVID shot from Pfizer or Moderna that they had to go to the hospital, according to the CDC's own internal data, which a court just ordered the federal agents to release to watchdog groups. Instead of alerting the public to incredible dangers of these shots and completely shutting down Joe Biden's mass vaccination mandates, the CDC covered up the information until it was forced to release it. It's kind of like when Pfizer was forced to release through the Freedom of Information Act and through court orders the 6,000 6, or 60,000 pages that it didn't want to release in the next 50 years. 
until everybody that was involved in it was already dead and gone. Everybody in a position of authority, the CDC should be fired for this. What good is a public health agency if it fails to alert the public that 8% of vaccine recipients are being hospitalized? So, you know, this is, I'm going to post this article too. And so we got to understand that these guys that are doing this, uh, these guys are these guys are playing for blood. They really are, and they're really, really trying to re- decrease the population of the United States and the world. Here's another article that says exposure to toxic forever chemicals like Teflon in utero are now being linked to low sperm count and motility, and massively reduces the the basically the, the man to produce enough sperm that's going to be viable to basically have go in and fertilize eggs. Again, all of this stuff is being done with these forever chemicals that should have been pulled off the market a long time ago. Everybody knows Teflon's unbelievably poisonous, but people still sell Teflon pots and pans. They still use Teflon. They still they don't even realize that Teflon's in your doggone dental floss. I mean, it's it's everywhere. And so if you understand that as a type of fluoride by the way, you got to avoid these types of chemicals and just stay away from them. Guys, I love you. It was my pleasure to pray for you this morning. It's been my pleasure also to talk to you about the power of real prayer today. I love you guys. I appreciate you. It's been an interesting show. It'll definitely be a green show today. I want to play this one again so you guys can really understand the power of praying properly and, and praying that people get exposed but not trying to curse them during prayer. I love you guys. I really appreciate you. I'll talk to you tomorrow and finish it up. Oh, you're, you're spot on with that, bud. That's why it's always, always I try to be positive on this show and throughout daily life and encourage people the best I can. Because, I mean, you never know what somebody's going through. I've always said that for years. And, I mean, I've dealt with the same stuff, you know, before and after and recently. And, you know, sometimes people are going through stuff. Sometimes people just need to talk about something. Sometimes people need to be encouraged. But that also means if you're going to be a, say, a, a light or an encourager or somebody that's trying to continually do the best you can, that means you have to try to be as positive as you can. Because I've seen this a lot, and this happens a lot, I've noticed, in the Christian realm, is where a lot of times Christians or people that are on the outside, they don't want anything to do with Christianity. Because half the time they talk to Christians, and Christians are always complaining and moaning and bickering about everything. Constantly another fight at another church about another topic. Oh, I don't like this, and I'm not doing it. I'm in this problem, and I'm at that problem. And it's like, dude, what kind of example are you leading? You know, that's why I try the best I can to reduce conflicts with patriot people that are on the same page. And it ha- it's, believe me, it happens way, way more than you think it does. Where in people that are allegedly Christian patriots constantly want to belittle you and harass you and make stupid comments and constantly fight with you over the most mundane things. You not believe how many emails I delete and I don't even respond to them. People want to send me a five-paragraph lecture about what I said on one comment and how I'm completely wrong and how there's 50 links I need to go research. And after I read all 50 links, I need to come back and respond to them and tell them how they're right. My response is delete. I'm sorry. i got a lot of stuff to do, and I'm always open to different topics. But I'm not going to sit here and spend five hours arguing with you on a completely and totally minute topic. If you have a 70, 80, 90% of the stuff you discuss with somebody are on the same page, that's great. There's going to be certain things you're not going to agree with. That's totally cool. There's nothing wrong with that. You say, ah, no, I'm not really feeling that. I'm not really digging it that way. Or what do you think? Now, I've had people even make comments. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting concept with that. I can see how that happens. But this whole thing with Trump, in my opinion, has been used very, very specifically, again, to try to divide the patriot group again on the end because – Remember how all the crap that we were being told of the Q Annan, trust the plan. Trump never left office. He's still running the show for Mar-a-Lago. 
I don't know how the Q guys are rolling up the whole FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago then. I mean, if he's still the president running, have the FBI raid. I mean, the whole thing was moronic at best. The election was completely and totally hacked and stolen. It was given to a senile, dementia-ridden old fart who basically cannot do anything other than stumble and mumble on himself and walk around aimlessly on stage when he gets done and shake hands with the air. We know that, but we know the people behind the scenes that are actually running are the banker boys. Simplistic. It's not hard to figure out. So again, that means we have to put out the truth, and we have to say the truth louder than they're saying the lies. So I encourage you all to continue to do your own research the best you can. You're not going to believe everything or understand everything, and you're not agree with me on everything I say. But I always encourage you to do your own research. If there's something that's brought up that you kind of like, yeah, look it up. You may not agree with it. You may agree with it. But one thing that I have said for the last two and a half years, and now it is coming to light as it has for the last year and a half now, this shot was not anything that they told us it was. This shot is incredibly dangerous. And the fact now that a Florida Department of Health, who's never really been known for being super conservative on anything, now is telling everybody there's an 84% higher chance of cardiac death among males aged 18 to 39 that get this shot. Do not take it. That's a pretty clear-cut shot that, hey, what we've been saying, at least for the massive part, has been completely accurate. So thank you again, my friends, for getting the truth out there. We couldn't do it without y'all. Y'all really help us out a ton getting the show articles out there, getting other articles out there. Be sure to vote for what you want to see win Wednesday on Product of the Week. And as of right now, the Cortisol Buster on sale at Product of the Week for 10% off. Be sure to check it out on the website, healthmasters.com. And give us a call if you guys need anything. 1-800-726-1834. I appreciate you guys. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.